This is Dr. Shafik, and welcome to a special two-year anniversary of The Last King Podcast. Two years. Two Jesus fucking Christ. years. I'm Mr. Toffee. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the last, <laughs> last King Podcast. You sound very depressed for some reason. <laughs> We're still here stuck in this uh, intergalactic and spaceship. It wouldn't be the Last King Podcast without someone jackboots <laughs> stomping all over my introduction. Yes, welcome. Hey, hey, you're back. Yes, <laughs> oh, I'm you were back. back last. Yeah, yeah I was back, back last week for as the well. last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah recovering okay. from that stomach virus. How's flu that doing for space? you, sir? I am much better, thank you. I might still cough every now and then. But Proud daddy of a cute little baby xenomorph here, I see. Yeah, he's fairly well behaved. He keeps like, you know, vomiting all over the carpet and burning holes. But Looks like you your know. mom. No. Wow. <laughs> Takes that side of the family, I guess. Okay. No, but anyway, so uh, welcome to a very uh, tragic uh, two-year anniversary. Right, of come tragic. on, why are you going to call it tragic? This we've is been like stuck we've been in the space station for two years. I'm pretty sure they're not going to send a rescue mission. I think I've given but up But at least hope. we'll die doing what we love, which is talking about pop <laughs> At culture. least we'll die. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, in the arms of die in the toys. blaze of glory. In the blaze of glory. Every because I know this place is going to set fire because I'm the engineer. I know how, it's gonna, how we're going to die out and stuff. So. How we're going to die out? Yeah, like die the dinosaurs. Out, yes. Yeah, like, we're just gonna go extinct. We're not even gonna die in a place I have a of pretty, I'm pretty sure. See, if we're extinct, people actually remember us, right? What are they? That's no, they're not bones. Of course, I am your uh, host. Uh, bringing this all, all this madness back to normal. This is Dr. Shafiq again. Bring it back. You started it. <laughs> I didn't start anything. I'm not the one who agreed to join this involuntary space mission. I woke up, you know, accidentally in the bridge and, I, oh, apparently I'm the ship's doctor. <laughs> I don't even have a degree, sir. <laughs> just handed you a bone. So I said, just do your thing. God damn it, I'm a pop the doctor, doctor, not we a need. doctor. The doctor we need, not the one we deserve. Want. <laughs> deserve Neither do you deserve nor need me. And of course, I'm joined here by Mr. Toffee here, hot like coffee. Of course. What a throwback. And I am eccentric Tom. Yes, uh, quartermaster and a ship's engineer. <laughs> And the token white boy. Token white boy. With his tea and crumpets. No, we're an international space station. <laughs> of course. We never knew the UK had a space program. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you're from the Belgian space program. Yeah. <laughs> the European space program. The European space program. Yes, they, they, need, they need to make sure, they, they want to see how uh, waffles do in uh, anti-gravity. And how is it doing? Anti gravity. In anti gravity, yes. Like it's just stuck to the ceiling. Are they pure <laughs> in space? Or? No, they're fluffier. Okay. They're fluffier? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so enough about the ramblings. This is a very special two year anniversary. That's 365 days times two, almost maybe uh, close to a good 90 episodes or 87 episodes as of this recording. Notice. Yeah, pretty much. This is episode episodes. 88, 89? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay, we're also very close to our 100th episode anniversary coming up soon. And of course, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us on our journey. Uh, yeah, here thanks the last for sticking, pocket. even though, like, you know, literally what you've just heard. <laughs> yes, like. yeah, for, from our initial days on SoundCloud to uh, the iTunes. Era and yeah. now entering the new era of the Google Podcasts. Yeah. So, despite yes. all our gripes and grievances, we are very glad that you guys are all listening to us. Whoever you are out there, yeah. mostly from planet Earth, because yeah. we don't broadcast anywhere else. Yeah. Well, you say that. 
But I don't know. I don't think the analytics picks up uh, all the listeners from Alpha Centauri, sir. Hey, wouldn't it be <laughs> and amazing for those who are listening to Alpha like, Centauri, we, you, like, we come in peace. We're like we the most popular broadcast <laughs> station on Alpha Centauri. Yeah, that's it, right? You know, like nobody cares about us on Earth, but Alpha Centauri, yo. <laughs> and the thing is, it could even be a declaration us. of war for all you know. <laughs> Hundred eighty <laughs> episodes of declarations of war in different intonations. I'm pretty sure the people that's at Alpha Centauri like galaxy <laughs> reference. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the people at Alpha Centauri are very upset with the fact that they. Don't like DC movies? <laughs> like, oh, oh. Well, yeah, that's because uh, Zack Snyder is actually from Alpha Centauri. <laughs> sure. He's a space case, that's for sure. Space case. <laughs> anyway, so uh, as per normal on our anniversary episodes, what we do is uh, we take a break from all the usual pop culture meanderings. Uh, so this is going to be one of those special episodes where we don't talk about anything to do with comic books, movies, television, video games. We but talk instead, about what we want to. Yes. Because it's our podcast. God fuck it. you. Yeah. No, no, don't fuck you. Listen. Yeah, we yeah, love listen. you. Yeah, listen and then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Maybe on Alpha Centauri that means something very affectionate. Right? Yeah, Hopefully. it's like, like, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you too. And then they kiss. And then they watch episodes of Rick and Morty and they realize, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not what it means at all. So uh, we're going to go around the table here. And of course, uh, in light of uh, current world situations, uh, Cedric Tom. Oh, I get to go first. Yes. So for me, a special thing that happened this year was the 2018 World Cup. Yes, the World Cup where everybody on Earth decides to play football. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I would say this is probably the best World Cup I've ever watched. Because there was only one boring game pretty much. Which one was that for you? It was the goalless draw between Japan and Colombia. Like, neither were trying. They were just like, look, we're sorted. We're fine. We're entirely reliant on Senegal fucking up in the last minute. So we're just going to, you know, mosey on through. I think maybe to give some context to uh, listeners and possibly new listeners here at the Last King Podcast, who are your teams, sir? Well, uh, as I might have mentioned and as was joked about earlier, I have two nationalities. Mm -hmm. I am British by where I grew up and my father, but I was born in Belgium. And my mother is Belgian, so I had two teams to choose from. And because I remember England shooting the bed almost every World Cup I've ever watched, I decided yeah, that... There's never been a good run for the longest time. I mean, the Not last since 1960 fucking six. Well, technically 1990 was a good year. I think, that, is that the one where Michael Owen scored? It was the no. 94, right? What was, was it 94? 84? Do you, how old do you think Michael Owen is? No, no, no. It's definitely 90. <laughs> it no, is. 1990 was the era of Gascoigne, Lineker, Sheringham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Black. 90s then, 90s. Yeah, 1990 was the last time they got to the semi-final where they got knocked out 2-1 to West Germany. Mm. So, but it was even more special for Belgium because the most Belgium have ever managed was a semi-final appearance in 1986. That's been a oh, well, that's a long. I kind of remember that one. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting how old you are sometimes. I've seen a lot of World Cups. So you said staring off into the middle distance. I was alive before 1980, so yeah, I've definitely saw that one. Did you see the bullshit Hand of God goal? Yeah. Oh, I saw yeah. it live. Oh, that must have been fun. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I didn't care about football. Neither do I care about football still. But I'm a fan of definitely how it's evolved into a really... It's a spectator sport. You know, it's not yeah. so much about the football or the games anymore because, I mean... It's about the personalities and kind of yeah. sometimes a bit of the drama as well. But that's what made this World Cup good is that there was some really good football being played as well. Definitely. And I have to say, one of the best teams to watch, and I'm very glad to say, was Belgium. Holy shit, were they awesome this year. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, they lost to France in the semi-final and whatever, but... 
there were some fa- spectacular moments. For example, when they crushed Tunisia 5-2. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. That was, because I went to see that at uh, the uh, residency of the ambassador of Belgium to Singapore. Of course. You're ha- ha- when? When did you take space leaves? <laughs> it was one of those days where I was able to... You no, know, I was talking to him Bel- on Skype. Yeah, of course. That was no. the time I actually repaired the space, like some of the shuttles. Yeah, I, we landed yeah. for a while. Huh? I yeah. stole one of the escape pods. <laughs> but unfortunately, I had to come back because you found my tether and, you know, here I am. So much for the running joke of us being abandoned in space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, shush, it still works. Okay. I'm committing another kayfabe. <laughs> but hey, I, I do my engineering job once in a while. Right? There we so go. We, we can stop now. Let's go back to Belgium. <laughs> but, I mean, there were two... A special moments of Belgium's World Cup run, which were really fantastic. Which is? The first was in the Belgium-Japan game. Mm-hmm. It's the 96th minute. So it's the sixth minute of added time in the final. It's 2-0. Belgium have already scored two do- goals. They were trailing 2-0 uh, at the 65th minute. Score, scored again. It's now 2-0. We think it's going to go yeah, into added time. That. that was actually quite exciting. And... and and in the dying minutes, Courtois rolls it forward, goes to the feet of, I can't remember who exactly, but then ends with a run. It's, I think it's De Bruyne or Hazard down the side. Passes it through to Lukaku, who you think is going to have a pop at it. Said he steps over and lets Chudley just slam it in. 3-2. Best bit of football play I've seen in so long. Mm. Just perfect communication and trust. It was amazing. I mean, that's one thing I want to talk about the World Cup, especially because it's not even a matter, like, we're all pretty much attuned to watching football in the Premier League sense, yeah. in the La Liga sense, where it's all money and it's all clubs. Yeah, and it's, and all, it's all like, contracts. you know, personal, like, I want to score yeah. this many goals because I want the Ballon d'Or. There's, there is some communication and you get sometimes, like, for example, back when, um, what's his name, Sanchez was yeah. in an Arsenal, you had the Ozil Sanchez duo that worked really well but like half the a, time. During the World Cup, is like when you have national pride on the line and you see these people working together. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's really just all bragging rights. And like, who is the best team in the world now? Yeah. And to watch people, your bursided ego saying, I want to score this many World Cup appearances and just say, no, I want my team to do well. And mm-hmm. to see that kind of togetherness, because normally you only see that with the South American team. So to see a European team, you know, put ego aside. Which is very rare nowadays. Yeah. Right? Does France seem to do that? I mean, yeah. they won. They won. <laughs> so I think, yeah, they did a very good job. Yeah. But yeah, that, that that finals match. I, I mean, I pretty much earmarked yeah. France to win from the very beginning because I always they were a solid team. Not just that, because not see they're a solid team, but because all the other teams, none of them seem to have that special X factor that would push them all the way to the finals. Uh, what know. was that X factor basically? The thing is about the France starting lineup is because it's solid football and like a lot of people will be complaining. Oh, but it's mostly import players. No, 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 no. that doesn't even matter. It's like the fact that like, these guys. Like, just seeing, like, they had one of the most ridiculous midfielders. Yeah. You know, like, they're fine in the middle. So, like, the strikers, I was not really worried about. But, like, they, I know they have problems with their, uh, the, on the right wing side. Uh, what's the guy's, who, who, who ran right? Uh? Oh, I can't remember. But, yeah, the, the right wing is definitely the weakest side. But they mm. have, and nobody seemed, but, but nobody seemed to take advantage of that. Not no. even Croatia? Croatia was just playing their hearts out, yeah, sir. They I was were, like, they were. Croatia have the two best midfielders. Hands down. I yeah. Would, yeah. yeah. Modric and Radicic are, you know, there's a reason they're both at Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And like when you watch that match and you're just seeing how everything happens in the middle of the field rather than, like, a good match is like when like 50% of the game is in the middle. Mm. A terrible match is when it's either at the goal sides, you know, like, yeah. okay, so it's either a weak defense or a weak, or strong attacking. Usually it's because terrible midfield. 
And like Croatia, I mean, I think I thought the penalty call was bullshit. It was bullshit. And you know? but also the free kick was bullshit as well. Yep. That was uh, Griezmann falling over. Yeah. So yeah. it was two bullshit uh, French goals. So But I they mean, did very well in the second half, so I can't say they didn't deserve to win. But they it definitely was a, did catch up, right? It was a sure. bullshit, but I want to bring it back to Belgium for a second mm-hmm. because whilst that goal was fantastic, the best moment was me waking up at almost two in the morning yeah. to watch them knock Brazil out in the quarterfinals. Yeah, that, that was, was monumental. So enjoyable to watch. It was just magnificent football. And to watch that piece of shit Neymar. <laughs> The memes keep rolling, huh? Yeah. Rolling. Bitch and cries like, fuck you, you whiny little cunt. Get off the pitch. I miss old Brazil. I don't like this new Brazil team at all. I mean, like, basically, there's no... So what's wrong with the new team of Brazil? They don't have a Ronaldinho. They don't have, like, a magician who can just pass to anybody from anywhere. But that's the thing. Like, they they still have fantastic players. Yeah. But they're so cynical now. Yeah. It's like, it used to be before that, you know, they they were the people who grew up in the favelas of Rio and Brazil. The kings of samba soccer. Like, Mm. just seeing them dance their way to the goal, right? And now you see them, like, play just normal football. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And that's all to take away, like, Neymar... He is probably going to be the best footballer for the next three, four years. You think he's going to be a golden boot guy? He is. He is a fantastic attacking midfielder. He is ferocious when he's running and he's almost impossible to um, uh, foul. But he is such a whiny fuck. Mm. And he is a spoiled brat. Like, even this year, he had a fight with his teammates in PSG because he wanted to take the free kick. And he wasn't allowed to because he wasn't meant to at that time. Mm-hmm. And he threw a hissy fit. Well, I mean, he is a bit of a prima donna. He is a prima donna. In fact, more of a prima donna than Diego Maradona. And he was a bit of a whiny bitch back in the day too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember was. that. But then again... He's the original the, whiny bitch. There were more headlines on Maradona more than his actual football playing. Depends. Yeah. Like during the World Cup. In, in the later years when they realized how much cocaine that man <laughs> yes. was shoveling into his face. And, and like even the guys from Colombia were like, God damn, he's, that's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> but yeah, Colombia were like, dude, stop. <laughs> Calm down. Actually, that's the only time Colombia would win on home turf because he'd just be stuck somewhere. In- I, anyway, but... So so, Belgian, I mean, how do you feel about how, how, how far they went? I, I am very happy. I mean, I obviously would have loved if they won. But, I mean, and again, I was because happy that France This is home team out. bias, basically, right? Home team bias, obviously. And, you know, they deserve to be knocked out by France because France were the better team. Although, they France had pulled some serious bullshit in the last 30 minutes. You know what I like about this World Cup? Yeah. All the the video replay nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> that's so random. Uh, if, like I remember, but I'm glad that they've added it now because I still am bitter about the time Frank Lampard scored, <laughs> and it wasn't allowed in, <laughs> even though it was a meter over the finish line. Mm. And um, but yeah, I think like there's something really awkward about how the referee had to run off pitch, and then he had the to do tunnel. that like with like a uh, hands like sign language thing to say, "I'm gonna look at the TV." <laughs> You know what? Like, we figured out ball boys. Can't we have just some young guy run on stage with an iPad and show him the instant replay that he can scroll through rather than him running all the way off pitch and then running all the way back? It's like, this is the most awkward, like, yeah, uh, but at least ever. at least we knew VR was happening because I remember the year they introduced magic spray, but it was not explained. So <laughs> the first time it happened, it looked like somebody just brought out his shaving cream and just like sprayed it. It's like, 
the fuck is up with this guy? You know, I love <laughs> well, like, especially those referees who like don't care and then yeah. like, they just hit the guy's boot. Like, yeah. you're not you're supposed to stand behind here, and the guy just keeps inching forward. Now, okay, fine, he draws the like, line. He spreads it. It's very much like a passive aggressive saying, "Fuck off behind that line." <laughs> but actually, that's one thing I didn't like about this World Cup. Which mm, is, the referees are pussies this year. You think? Yeah, they were letting all these players like, run up and get in their face and scream and shout and bully them. Mm. Like, I remember back in the days of, I can't remember his name, but that really scary Italian uh, referee. The bald guy with the eyeballs. He was shouting yeah. his ass off, if I recall, right? He doesn't shout, he it, stares you no, down. Thank you it's like, stares. no one ever contested his decisions because, mm -hmm. like, like uh, he just looks at you. He, he's like, like, that, oh he's like the stern matriarch. He looks like that guy from The Hills Have Eyes whose name escapes me right The bald guy, right? With yeah. The stare. yeah, okay. That, that guy. Yeah, like, you know, he appeared on the cover of FIFA 2003. <laughs> <laughs> he was that famous. Oh yep. my God. I remember that. I, I think I own a copy of that. Yeah. It's like, also, wow, we really had no good footballers in 2003, huh? Hey, hey, hey. Wait, yeah. Well, we had Zidane. Yeah, still. Zidane, yeah. But he was replaced by a referee. Zidane and Z I think that was the Zidane Zola. It was, it was the height. It was the height of the Henri um, uh, wave. Oh, Henri would explode 2005, I think. That was probably where. Yeah, he the year before he moved to Barcelona. Barcelona, which is good because the thing is, I think he was doing shit for Arsenal after that. Well, after the Invincible era, yeah, like you know, once you've have that, yeah, yeah that lineup, right? Leonberg, Henry, uh, who else? Uh, pff, what was the Dutch guy? Uh, his name escapes me right now. Uh, it wasn't Van Persie. No, 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 no. no it was the, the guy before. Who, the one who Bergkamp is that his name? No, no. Bergkamp had retired by then. Bergkamp was nineties. But you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, right? yeah. They wore the orange jerseys for his farewell match. Yeah, um, uh, I can't remember, but it was just like. The fact that for an entire year, they never lost. Mm. I was like, I don't think anyone's ever repeated that. Even though Man City scored more than No, the maybe Man U in the past. Man U in the no, past, not really. Because Man City, this well, this uh, Premier League, they scored more than Invincibles, but they still lost games. That's true. Yeah. No one has, like, you know, had the undefeated lineup since. Man, I mean, like, I wasn't a fan of Arsenal then, especially. Yeah. Because the thing is... Okay, I need to uh, confess on the podcast here. I'm a Chelsea guy, and I'm a Chelsea guy since like primary school, like well, since the Glenn Hoddle era. This is where it gets over because I am an Arsenal man. You're an actual Arsenal man. Yeah, yeah, which is good because at least I'm not. Uh, who's your anti team? I forgot. Mm. Who's your who's the, who's your firm fighting mostly? Uh, it's it's mainly Tottenham. It's the Spurs, right? Yeah. Who's Chelsea's again? I can't remember. Well, it, it's the rest of England. <laughs> but it's like all the other London teams hate all each other. All the other, yeah, this one. So Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, West Ham, Fulham. Mm. There's another one as well, I think. Ham West Ham, the Hammers, and who else? I think the, the West. Oh, ha I think West Ham's the Toffees. I think West. No, that's Villa. Sorry, West Ham traditionally are against Millwall or something. Yeah. Right? Oh, fuck Millwall. <laughs> There's that team. <laughs> no, Millwall are one of the uh, like feeder teams for Arsenal. Like mm -hmm. they have an agreement for like loans, which I don't like because Millwall is literally supported by the people who voted for Brexit. You heard that? Heard what? I can hear Mr. Toffee snoring right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. No, no, no. I'm listening patiently. Come I'm on, come on. Patiently. <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. at us talk about football all this time. So, Mr. Toffee, uh, maybe we throw this to you. Well, no, but just like I still have a. No, no, you still got oh, something. You still got World Cup in you. Yeah, right. uh, also, England were not shit, thanks to the magical uh, waistcoat that Gareth Southgate was wearing. <laughs> If I recall, this was a pretty young team representing England, right? Yeah, second youngest team in second the uh, like the youngest team. Even in Rooney didn't make an appearance this time, right? But oh, Rooney shit. <laughs> like here's the thing, Rooney started out. I want to hear this because you're an Arsenal fan. Go for it. <laughs> Rooney was never a great footballer. What? 
I'm pretty sure a lot of Man United fans, especially here in Singapore. But here's the thing: United have never had individually great footballers. No, they just no. had Beckham. Yeah, and then he went over to Real Madrid and was even better. And then he went to LA Galaxy and just sucked forever. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he went to Paris Saint Germain. Yeah, props. And, yeah, and his last. And his last ever appearance, he scored from the halfway line because okay, wait, fuck you, uh, because he can. <laughs> yeah, he's David fucking Beckham. Uh, wait, he Scholes? was born in, born in the wrong. was pretty good. Yeah, one of my favorite midfielders. And Giggs also. was a fantastic career. One of my uh, favorite Welshmen ever. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Yeah, and I guess Ronaldo. Well, yeah, I will say that. Ronaldo. But it was before Ronaldo became god tier. Mm. But then again, you have to understand. I had to survive the Cantona era. Ooh. That was really annoying for me. Yeah, I mean that was around the two thousand. No, that was 90s, the nineties. That was 90s, the late nineties. That was back right? when the 90s. French national team was so pissy that if you play for an English league, you weren't allowed to play in a national team. Mm -hmm. Oh damn! That's why Cantona never played for France. But he did. He retired to France playing beach football. What, what <laughs> I don't know what they call it there. Well, he retired just to watch them win the ninety eight World Cup. So. Which is just in time too. Yeah. And like the thing is, okay, props. And then once uh, Finger right. became um, manager for Arsenal, I was like, okay, I guess we'll allow English. I think they know. That's what I miss about football nowadays. You don't have assholes like Cantona who do flying kicks into the audience. Oh, <laughs> oh. I love that oh, so you mean much. The era of Vinnie Jones, when he would just crush your balls. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Jones, because he didn't care. Yeah, before Vinnie Jones was a hard man in TV, he was a hard man for a shitty football team. <laughs> he was just a hard man in general. Yeah. What was he playing for Wembley or Wimbledon? I can't remember. It was, it was some uh, W team. Some div division. Two team, I mean, this is the infamous picture of him crushing what's his name's balls. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I think he has a record for some of the most red cards of any professional. No, I think uh, why am I not surprised? He has, he has the record for being sent off the quickest, like two seconds or something. Yeah. Right. He ran at the referee, called him a tosser or something. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was it. probably slightly stronger language. Slightly stronger language, right? <laughs> what could be worse than tosser? Hmm. <laughs> Your mother tosser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, England, uh, I, uh, I'm impressed by this team and I'm looking forward to see what they'll do with the Euro and the next World Cup. You think so? Yeah, they're young and I think if they keep faith... There's in, a lot of potential, I agree. If they keep faith in Southgate, I think they can only go up from here. All right. I mean, but... Uh, so, maybe I also want to ask you this. Uh, your thoughts on the finals? Uh, I mean... I want a Croatia to win. Me too. So oh, me too. So me too. Yeah. Because that would be the, the Cinderella story, right? Because yeah. then yeah. nine teams would have won the World Cup. Yeah, but at the end of the day, France were the better team, and I mean, apart from that funny Laurie fuck up at the end, and a lot of bullshit calls yes. too. I would say. Yeah, I I definitely feel like the referees were very kind to France this year. Yeah, but not to the extent where I felt like Croatia were robbed. No, they I mean, played their hearts if off. If they that's finished for sure. at the forty-fifth minute, I would have said they were robbed because there was two bullshit calls which got France their goals. Yeah, but I was also a little bit disappointed in the Croatian goalkeeper because you could see he kind of gave up after the own goal. Yeah, <laughs> like he nearly let one slip when somebody passed the ball to him. Yeah, you know? I was like, come on, but like, that's the put thing, your heart into it. Like Croatia's strength was midfield and attack. Mm. Like yes. they were, yo, their midfield, yeah, solid. Like watching them suddenly teach England how to play football in the semi-finals. <laughs> oh, in the wow. last thirty minutes. It's like, <laughs> there you go. Oh, hello. <laughs> the student has become the master. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Croatia were never students, my friend, oh. of England either. No, they've, never mind. they've been a thorn in England's side ever since I've been watching football. Ever since they were called Yugoslavia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how Yugoslavia broke up and Croatia is the only good Balkan uh, team. Well, Serb yeah, Serbia sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, Serbia had to try and get by by trying to ban uh, the two Swiss players for doing the Albanian Eagle mm. celebration. Like, well, that was petty. 
Well, okay, so Mr. Tuffy, your thoughts <laughs> on football in general? <laughs> eh, sometimes. <laughs> I used to play. No, I, I didn't watch the finals though with my bunch of pals, and that was a good. That was a good fight. That was a good fight. Fight I really? Mean, the four two, the four two. Oh, thing, the, yeah. the, the knockout was the best part. Right? <laughs> <laughs> fight. <laughs> well, yeah, especially with Modric, uh, like you literally just tore into that man's ankle. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah, I like, like the, a vicious animal. I like the part where that French defender... Well, well I gotta use proper terms uh, like, now, man. Yes! <laughs> okay, Actually, that was what I was missing. I the word is match. I wanted <laughs> some <laughs> ugly fucker like Ribéry on the, the French team. <laughs> like, Just like, obviously, someone who's been in 50 bar fights over the course of his life. There's not enough bone-crunching moments, I would yeah. say this. And the thing is, right, I mean, also, uh, it's also the, the fault of the sport because people just taking dives too easily and yeah. that's the worst thing I mean like I feel like they should punish them more harshly because I know it's meant to be instant yellow if you're caught but there's so many people get away with it like mm-hmm. fucking Neymar rolling off like four times yeah you know I love I love it when you sweep the leg but they cover their face because you know they're giggling yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh this hurts so much <laughs> I have to hide my face now mm-hmm. <laughs> but if anything so Mr. Toffee uh, y- your favourite match <laughs> Probably the only one I saw. The finals? Anyway, just the finals. Why didn't you ever get into football, sir? I don't know. Just wasn't really into it compared to wrestling. Too I much guess. time playing Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man had a football game. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I kind of like wrestling more. I don't know why. Just more the entertainment. More characters. You like, you like big sweaty men touching each other? Stop it. And women too. I like big sweaty women too. <laughs> touching each women other. Too. And men. Wait. No. Yes. Let's not go down this uh, tunnel right now. So uh, it's total, huh? It just, it just seems more fun for me to watch compared <laughs> to something like football. Uh, this just interest and mm. the the friends I grew up with, they're into wrestling. So you didn't football. get caught up with the World Cup fever that just decided to swarm. Although the entire I band. did see a bit of what happened at World Cup night in the nineties, but that's it. Only really? some names. Is but do you have a team? Do you support England before they really back then? Back then, I didn't expect that from you. You see, that was, more a, that was like a time a when. There was also uh, who would be Mr. Tuffy? Netherlands, Netherlands back in the day too. That's my team. I'm I'm a I'm Holland guy. There's a lot. Of there was like a guy named Root Gullet, right? Was Root Gullet. Root Gullet. Sorry, Gullet. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. There's some good colonial uh, loyalty going on here. Colonial loyalty. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Netherlands used to own Indonesia. Remember? No, yeah, but f- f- fuck England. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of European countries own a lot of Asian countries. So yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Yes. So. I'm aware. <laughs> you Your <should> fault. <laughs> Yeah, it's my fault. All right. Oppressor? I, yeah, John Oliver said it the best. He said, being English is a lot like being an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, you hear about all the horrible shit you said. He said, I don't remember it, but it sounds like me. So, your uncle I John. apologize for that. Your uncle basically. John Oliver of the Oliver family. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah? Actually, I do have an uncle called John. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all have an uncle called John. Yeah, we go. Who's also drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, your team is England, and you're talking about which era again? Uh, it was the 90s, if I think, yeah. The 90s, 90s era? Yeah. So, Lineker, Gascoigne. Yeah, Lineker. Or I is it young David Lineker. Beckham? Lineker, Lineker. Not Beckham. Not even, no, so, no love for Michael Owen, the no, 18 no, year old no, guy no. who scored at the World <laughs> Cup. Yeah. Like, he's still the youngest, right? Like, Matpe, Mbappe, I can't remember. Mbappe. Mbappe. Mbappe, Mbappe, he's 19. 19. Yeah. So he, he, like, Michael Owen beat him by a year. I think Pele might have been a bit younger. You're right. Maybe yeah, Pele, I think, was 16, 17 when yeah. he was already playing international. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a different era. Like, the Pele era. And the football was way different. The ball was huge. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ever see classic football and, like, how do you kick that around? Well, it's like a medicine ball. No, I want to watch the football in the 1930s when it was literally, like, just a hard leather sack. Or maybe in the 1900s, earlier than that. It when was, it was made out of sterner stuff. When it was oh. made out of the head of your enemy. <laughs> no, or the 1600s, where you could literally kill the opposing team and it was totally within the rules. 
I'm not joking. I got you'll, bad you'll, in English you'll get because a yellow card at the very least. You get a yellow card right. for bringing a cutlass. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, people went in with pikes and muskets. I'm not joking. <laughs> and it was teams of 100 aside. So it was, it was what happens if the referee gets shot? Under the side. <laughs> it was literally just warfare with a bow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like an amazing quake mod. It is an amazing quake mod. There we go. <laughs> so I think I've talked enough about the World Cup. So yes, let's. Uh, uh, wait, how much points for a musket shot? Uh, <laughs> I think it's a uh, two points for uh, ear shot. Uh, ear shot. Yeah. If you blow a guy's heads off, ah, foul, he's yeah. offside. <laughs> you can't shoot a guy offside, offside. if he's behind the goal. Imagine explaining the offside rule to a guy with a musket. Hey, you're offside. Oh, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Oh my, in, my, in my ridiculous imagination, what I imagine right now is the goalkeeper is like a giant T-Rex in armor. <laughs> Get past that. Yeah. Did you see videos of football before they introduced the offside rule? It was amazing. It was, it was so fast. Yeah, it was, no, it was so bullshit because was a guy just hanging out a ball post who would just like kick it out of the referee's foot just to score. Mm-hmm. It's like there were so many bullshit goals. Like, yeah, I can see why this became a rule. I can see why so this is So these matches were like, what, five minutes long or something? No, no, they were they no, they were 90 minutes long, but it was like 15-7. Okay, all right. It, it's right. like basketball uh, back in the basketball, day. Like, yeah, when, when, like, points. People are like talking about, oh, why do people prefer watching basketball? Because the score is like 100 to 90. Yeah. And if you look at classic football, like, like back in the day, like 12-6 was a normal score. Now yeah. it's like 1-0 because, oh, it's a game of attrition. It's a game of strategy. You know, uh, strategy? No, strategy, yes. yes, yes. Strategy yeah, and strategy. No, dancing no. around the battlefield. I'm, I'm using the traditional colloquialism. <laughs> strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like slightly more intense chess. Yes, yeah, slightly more intense chess. I mean, there is With art balls. in strategy, yeah. so there you and go. And uniforms and tight white shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, can I talk about football for a second? Yeah, sure. Yeah, fuck the World Cup. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't care because the thing is, right, uh, there was a time in my life when I was a younger individual. Yeah. When, of course, peer pressure would, you know, like your friends would encourage you to watch football because everybody watched football. Yeah, I mean, that's how I got into it as well. And the thing is that like, it didn't latch on to me because I remember when I went into my uh, teens, like maybe my early teens, like 13, 14, I kind of like tangented that off towards music and other stuff. Mm. And I really stopped caring about football because like there was a, like for me, why I don't dislike football per se, but it's like I kind of lost interest in athletics and sports because you're a nerd. I'm a nerd. <laughs> no, I'm not. I was I was trying to be like that, you know, that that cool musician. That was my face. Oh, okay. Because like I still had friends. Did you have a goatee. I have a goatee right now. So oh, true. <laughs> what are you talking about? Did uh, I have a goatee? <laughs> yes. It was very. It was a young Billy Goat's gruff. <laughs> Quite fluff too. Anyway, no. But the, the what I want to say is like there was the era where all my friends were Manchester United f- fans. Yeah. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, you know what? Fuck football. I don't care anymore. United fans are the worst. Yeah. And the thing is... I say that as my father being a United supporter. Yeah. Fuck you, dad. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, I want to say this. um, You know how like people will just talk about football and you want to talk about something else? Yeah. And like they will tell you about the match yesterday and like the first thing you think of is like, no, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch probably one of the greatest matches of all time. They're not all the greatest matches of all time. No, it's like, and also around, I can understand why lost Singaporeans love Man United. Everybody loves the winner. Yeah. Back then. Exactly. It's like, it's just glory supporting. Exactly. When you find the occasional Liverpool supporter here, like, Oh, you masochist, you. <laughs> no, but the thing is, if you were a Liverpool supporter, that means like you're probably my age. Because the, during the 80s when Liverpool was the shit. Yeah. And like you could not... I mean, like it's, it's strange for people to think that back in the day, Liverpool was the red team. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, probably say uh, late ni- early 90s to mid 90s, like Manchester United and Chelsea became the, the hot shit teams for a while. Mm-hmm. And then like during the late 90s, it was just the Reds on top, which was basically... Uh, Arsenal United were like yeah, handing it between each other. Basically. And it, it, that's pretty much what's going on today, right? Uh, Is Man City a blue or red team? They're a blue team. City's right? like blue. City's blue, Chelsea's blue. That's about it, right? Those are the only two blues around, right? Uh... No, Everton's white. Uh, There's another yeah. red, right? If I'm not mistaken. It's Liverpool, Arsenal, United. I mean, like, we're in an era where Liverpool could be relegated anytime. No, Liverpool are looking super strong now. Yeah, you know? Like, they've bought all these amazing players uh, just in the last transfer window. I mean, you have to also understand, like, I was watching football when Premier League teams were like Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I remember those teams. I remember like what, Ipswich was a big deal. I remember when Aston Villa was a serious contender. Mm, there you go. I think they're pretty. I mean, they're no, serious they're contenders, awful. But yeah, and like, like the one team I do want to talk about, especially like, and this is uh, reminiscent to like there was this particular team that kind of took everybody's hearts away last year during the Premier League. Yeah. We're talking about that team that's just made of like you know plumbers and architects. Oh, and you're talking about the 2016 Leicester. Uh, yeah, that run. That was. Amazing. And then the thing is, right, you know what? I enjoyed football finally after the longest time because you know what? Uh, nothing beats an underdog story. Yeah. So like usually, traditionally, I would support teams like Brazil or like, I mean, I'm more of a South American guy. Mm. If I had to support one team like faithfully because of family lineage, okay, Holland would be the closest one. But yo, Iceland this year? Fuck yeah. me. <laughs> that was impressive, yo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, they didn't get out the group stages, unfortunately, but... They made it to the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> And drew against Argentina. God damn it, right. You know, yeah. and of course, probably one of the most intense rally battle cries. Oh, you watched The Viking that. clip. Seeing that, like, when I finally saw that, I was yeah. like, this can be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Like, imagine if they did that before the match. You know? But then again, it's like, you know, it's, it's the Cinderella story. Like, why I also kind of rooted for Croatia because as much as I love established teams and I love, like, you know, nitpicking all the... The, the nuances and all the sciences and all the different player characteristics. Yeah. Right? Once in a while, a team comes from nowhere and you're like, you just pay attention. Yeah. And you also just want to make one, hopefully they can make it as like, far. At, and they were second look place. Look at these guys coming out of nowhere. It's yeah. like, yeah, hey, come on. Let, let's see. Let, let's, let's spread it out a little bit, right? Yeah. And the thing is, what I really want is I want an African team to do really well uh, next World Cup because watching Senegal play was so good and enjoyable. God damn. I mean, like, because also they bought those drums and like they were playing the entire match. It was like everyone seems to be running faster because of the drums. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. Be like, careful what you fish are. Remember, I survived Vuvuzelas. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that noise. I remember that too. <laughs> How is this encouraging at all? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's what threw me off the World Cup. Vuvuzelas. Nice Vuvuzela there, sir. Okay, get start now, Jesus. <laughs> What? Like, imagine a very fat mosquito just right next to your ear mm. <laughs> for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's my co-host, sir. <laughs> anyway, um, Got the blood sucked out of him. Oh, God. Oh. Anyway, so, like, uh, that's all the World Cup talk. talk World Cup talk. <laughs> the World Cup, world cup talk. Cock. Let's talk about the World Cup. Uh, the greatest cock of ever. What would be the World Cup? Uh, a 90 feet rooster. A 90 feet rooster? <laughs> <laughs> Very literal, <laughs> a literal cock. Yes. quite, quite, did, quite imaginative did see, too. Did you see that uh, that church in Indonesia that's shaped like a chicken? No. Oh, I gotta see that actually. It's yeah. just in the middle of this forest, I think somewhere. It's in the Java. temple of Ayam Penyet. 
<laughs> Sorry. I can uh, say it. I'm Indonesian. I've been here long enough to understand that reference. No temple for bakso soup? Is <laughs> that <laughs> <The> chicken soup? <laughs> I know, I know. But still, that's our other awesome so, food. No, we have not. How do we tangent off all the way from the world cock? <laughs> You know, anyway. the World Cup should be, it should be like this all-male porn star, like, Olympics. <laughs> Just all the different events. Peter North to that, uh, that made me think. Post. That made, that reminded me. Uh, Peter North, that's your I guy. Saw, <laughs> I saw the Ron best too. headline on uh, Facebook. Which is? Um, this gay porn star couple uh, Why are you calling engaged? gay porn star no, couples? It just... Uh, <laughs> It just appeared on my timeline. <laughs> That's what sure, 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 sure. <laughs> no, the headline was, uh, gay porn couple get engaged after gangbang scene. No, that's actually quite efficient because you yeah. really have your your commune with you. <laughs> you can just oh, we can get married and straight away. And they had a, a, a thankfully cropped picture, but it's just like two guys <laughs> hugging, surrounded <laughs> by a lot of other dudes being so happy for them. I love how you hesitated with a thankfully cropped pic. <laughs> yes, they were all in their best uh, shirt and tie, no pants. <laughs> 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 yeah. It was like seven sweaty dudes looking very happy. Do you now take Andy as your lawful with husband? Yes, yes, yes. Really yes. Yeah, now, now you take him up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's where. Please thank me for the setup, sir. Yes. Uh, hey, and it's now, a good place to hide the ring. <laughs> I now pronounce you. <laughs> right underneath the helmet on the shaft, right? <laughs> it's a Prince Albert. You may now dock the, the husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't do that. We're both circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Nobody's circumcised in porn. Oh, everybody's no, circumcised. circumcised in porn. Yeah, no, oh, man. <laughs> I thought it's it was because like, of health reasons or something. It's right? like Chinese finger cuffs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just let a little air out like Tupperware. It has to pop off. <laughs> so you saw that Jim Jeffries is uh, special as I well. I loved it so much. <laughs> I giggled my ass off. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Toffee, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Speaking of gay... <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, come on? <laughs> yeah, come you? on, indeed. <laughs> sure. Come on, Eileen, more like. Uh, but come yeah. on, Eileen. Is Eileen in the studio? <laughs> come on, Toffee. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know we say we're not supposed to talk about video games and PCs and podcasts and PCs and, stuff. and politically... Yeah, sure. Politically correct. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, let's talk about... Come. <laughs> What's your kind of consistency, sir? I like it slightly watery. <laughs> Easier to wipe off. All day, it gets too day. sticky, it leaves a mark. All day, every day, more like. All day, every day? You like cum every day? <laughs> I like giving cum, dude. I You know everyone has like freshly squeezed orange juice? A freshly squeezed orange juice? Where are we going with this, sir? Toby has freshly squeezed. I'm done. <laughs> squeeze the one out, sir. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's usually the process. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Just like toffee. <laughs> Sticky. A little bit salty. <laughs> uh, oh, why are we talking about coming again? Gets caught under your fingernails. <laughs> oh, no. It's worse when it's caught in the hair, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought we were going to talk about steam games. And what Actually, we Toffee's hair is sticking up a little bit. <laughs> what? Toffee's hair is sticking up a little bit. Of course it is. Yes. So, um, yeah, steam, steam, <laughs> steamy games. <laughs> yes, steamy, <Ooh>, yeah. <laughs> Click. Yeah, that, so for all those who actually checked out the summer steam sales stuff that happened a few weeks ago, uh, yeah, there were actually some pretty good bargains and stuff that I actually checked out. What's like, that? Yeah, yeah, just a couple more. I mean, you guys bought Fallout Four or mm, maybe I bought Fallout Four. I bought Fallout Four two years ago. 
But I, you didn't buy anything new. I added all the I DLC for the game of the year. I bought two games for the uh, Steam sale. I think what was, was a Paradox game? Like of, course. of course, of course. <laughs> Actually, I no, thought I was the biggest nerd. No, both were Paradox games. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, not DLC, right? No, it was um, Crusader Kings. No, BattleTech and Tyranny. BattleTech. Oh, that's a Paradox. Oh, it's published. It's not. It's published. Yeah, Tyranny mm. is a published game. Yeah, mm. done by Obsidian. That was. And uh, who were the one? Uh, Hemamon Games made um, BattleTech. Mm. A uh, hair brain, if I recall, they did a really no, nice yeah, game. Yeah, yeah Himamon yeah. are like people who make something else. Mm-hmm. Shit, whatever. I ended up just getting like a bunch of because I wasn't like a huge beat 'em up fix, more or less. Because I actually am trying to learn. So how you're not doing the beat 'em off. <laughs> no, beat 'em up. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on again. We tried so hard to escape that pit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sliding right back. <laughs> yeah, especially in the cum, to get in a the cum pit. You're in, pal. Jeez. You're in. <laughs> he's in. He's in. Not I'm, you. I'm not in a cum pit. <laughs> So I checked Don't out this breathe. game called Way of the Passive Fist. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be that like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't feel like talking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Tell. Let's just make yeah. common jokes for the next 20 minutes. I guess no, no, could. no, let's I talk about... He, he wants to talk about his passive fist. <laughs> and how he's... <laughs> are we elbows deep, sir? <laughs> I guess we are. I guess okay. we are. So what do you do with this <laughs> passive fist, sir? It's a beat him up. <laughs> oh, you beat him up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Basically, instead of like you being an active fighting game guy, you know, like, you know, pressing a bunch of combos, you let the enemy... Come attack, on, you. Oh, okay. attack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll stop, I'll stop. Okay, okay. You let, you let the enemy attack you and you just basically just have to parry. It's basically parrying the game, more or less. Like Five Finger Death Punch? No, what's that game called? Uh, one Finger Death Punch. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, five Finger Death Punch is a is shitty metal band. Yes, yeah. they are. It's actually like an extension of that, except there's better graphics that's actually been done, you know, like, you know, there's handcrafted graphics here and there. Is it like sprites and all that? Classic beat-em-up with 16-bit graphics? Yes, 16-bit. The sprites are actually quite bigger than usual, actually. So like Double Dragon Neon? Bigger. No, no, no. Double Dragon Neon was like pre-rendered shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, 3D graphics. This is more like handcrafted stuff. So like Scott And it Pilgrim. came out like this year. Yeah, yeah. The bigger comparison would be Scott Pilgrim. So is it that style or like Castle Crashers where it's more vectors? I think it's a bit more 90s. There was an old Konami beat-em-up called Violent Fighting back in the day. We're talking that size of... Like imagine out of fighting when you know when they actually zoom out, zoom into characters. It's really bigger. Yeah, we're talking the like the only thing big-ish. I can think of right now is like probably Neo Geo's Aggressors or Dark Combat. Something like that. That kind of style of graphics. Look at me aging myself. Yeah, you're basically like fighting in like a whole post-apocalyptic universe, and you're just basically countering people's attacks left and right. And I felt that rather than just do the same thing which people are doing, like you're doing the whole beat 'em up where you just attack people and you just have to change the setting and use different kind of graphics. I felt that this way of the pacifist actually is actually a nice little mark of, you know, having having a different style of things, like something that hasn't been explored too much apart that has been used in Street Fighter 3, the art of parrying. Because you're basically fighting enemies who are just attacking you and the only attack you have is like a shoulder. So this is your thing. favorite thing of this year? I mean, there are a lot of things, like, I mean, but, but I felt that this sort of stood out to me because... This is the only game you bought? or I Yeah, you it was actually like, three beat-em-ups I bought, but that was the only one that stood out. Because so, are we talking about one game, sir? I guess so. I mean, I guess we got a couple of Which games. Which game? Way or the Pacifist. Oh, so... That, okay. That's your favorite thing of 2018? Well, I... Th- that's the thing. I don't know what actually impressed me apart from all the trip other stuff that I've already talked and wondered off. I thought we were going to talk about like things. your favorite Steam game purchases. Yeah, that is my favorite. So, Steam. one thing. Throughout the entire year for now. <laughs> Because there really is nothing else for me to talk about. Like, in terms of, like, all these Steam games, like, I've, again, 
just more into the whole beat em up thing, figured this actually stood out to me because of how I actually drew. Like, there's actually some hope for this genre per se, instead of like just having people do a copy, cut, paste, open up Mugen and creating new, I mean, new yet still old kind of throwbacks back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I kind of want to bring this up in a say because of. There isn't really that much innovation in games when you think about it, as far as you think. I mean, there are, but. In not the beat em up genre, maybe? Beat em up genre, it's. I mean, what? The last one that came out, like, if you even call it that, was Dynasty Warriors, and that was a pretty shit game. And that Dynasty was Warriors 9. 9, 9. That was 9. That was 9 of these fucking games, dude. No, that 9 number, there are like 50 of them. Yeah, there are like, what, 10, 20 of them? There More are than that. Yeah, I mean, there's spin offs, like, there's the Gundam one, there's the. There's the, even the Berserk one too. The Sengoku ba- Basara. No, there's one. a uh, Legend of Zelda version. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is apparently Warriors. pretty good. Yeah, I actually played that. That wasn't too bad. But it's like seeing something like where the passive fist just made me feel like, yeah, I think indie gamers, if they actually put their mind to it, they can try not to actually just do like the same style of like 2D beat up, just trying to have a throwback to the streets of rage. Indie or game Final developers, yeah. not indie gamers. Like that's the thing. I I've not played a good indie game in a while like none have really stood out to me I played Owl Boy recently because everybody kept recommending it and it's fine it, I mean yeah. I saw gameplay and it's like the thing is I don't really like 2D platformers all that much mm. and I'm from a different era like, yeah it's yeah. throwback to but me it's, like, it's because yeah, I think I've mentioned before that my first proper platformer game was Ratchet and Clank and that was 3D mm-hmm. yeah. and for me like I like that kind of adventure platformer you game. love Psychonauts if you love Ratchet I, and Clank I, I played the first two hours of Psychonauts and I loved it but then it crashed my computer and I oh. just haven't played since. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Double Fine try, is... Try to get it running. That's actually really... Did really you get it off Steam or Google Games? Uh, it was a Humble Bundle. Mm. Because I, I also had I got issues the, with the Steam. Yeah, game. I got the DRE, DRM free version and uh, I don't know what... It might work better now because this was back in... But ooh, you're running off Windows 10, right? Yeah. And I, but last yeah. time I played it was back in 2012. Because I still run off a Windows 7 machine and like... Thing is, for me, Psychonauts, I played on my uh, Windows 7 PC and I played on my old MacBook, which was probably OS X. Yeah. The, it was still Big Cats before the mountains. Uh, what was the last one? Snow Leopard, I think? Yeah. Snow Leopard, right. Yeah, and, uh, it yeah Snow Leopard was the last. Uh, it worked cat. fine on my Mac, but like the for some reason, like uh, the because uh, running off Steam, right? Mm-hmm. On PC, it just gives me issues. Like it, it couldn't like look, uh, detect my controller properly and oh. stuff like that. And like... Psychonauts to me is like one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if people ask me between Psychonauts and Mario 64, Psychonauts. Mm. Even though I understand the importance that is Mario 64. Yeah, I mean, that game has not aged well at all. 64? After. Yeah, 64 is basically, you're oh, playing it, it because it's like, I've seen. Not just graphics, just the way it plays and everything. There are other mm. 3D platformers that do it better. Like Mario Galaxy. And Odyssey. And well. Odyssey? Odyssey, I still haven't had a chance to play properly. Oh, you'll yet. love Odyssey. It's I'm pretty sure. But, I mean,. Okay, here's the one thing I want to kind of mention about Steam games, right? I mean, like for me, I'm like a different kind of Steam user. Uh-huh. I'm the kind of guy who's like, I've, I have already own this. Yeah. I've reached that pinnacle, that point where it's like, so I'm just looking at indie games. Like the last time I've got an indie game that was kind of impressive. I wouldn't even say impressive, impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, I would probably say, um, oh, what's that? Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight was really fun for a while. But then it got too, like, played out yeah I mean yeah, I'm not that's that was actually kind of fun that's even the last indie game the boss I really relapse, they actually did it kind of different where you're in this stage setting and you got it's all Cuphead the bad guys still coming. considered indie no right because it Microsoft, is it's two people dude but Microsoft banked it mm. it's still indie dude no, it's still two I think, people the thing is I think okay. they were like 70% done when Microsoft gave them a cash injection I was just like I think to 
add levels between because it was yeah, going yeah. to be just a, bo- a yeah. boss rush game. Yeah, I, I still consider Cuphead indie because yeah. its inception yeah. was just. And I would say that yeah, it was I mean, also like the last time. Microsoft then I take that back. I would say I would prefer Cuphead over, and I love the fact that they announced like a DLC or something. Right, there's more stuff. Uh, coming. Yeah, where they've got Cup uh, Lady, right, or yeah. something. Mug Lady or Mug Lady. No, something. it's it's Cuphead Mugman, and she's Jar Girl, something like know. that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's a reskin of the same character. Yeah, she looks sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but okay, then I take it back. Cuphead was probably my favorite indie game of the last few years. Yeah. But I mean, like, remember there was a time when it seemed to be like this indie game revolution when you had something like Braid come out, then Fez came out. Oh, Fez. And then like Castle Crashers came out. I think out. it was in the heyday. Castle Crashers sort of started it because it made Xbox kind of like that viable yeah. marketplace, right? Microsoft, marketplace. Uh, you know, say what you want, during the 360 era, they really supported the shit out of indie studios. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially the Summer of Arcade, where like just. Pumping I miss out. that yeah so much yeah. And, and like don't they do that again with the Xbox they're, play they're trying hard but the problem is that they're not exclusive anymore and yeah. Sony have become better at supporting third uh, party developers yeah, I mean like console wise I think this is the year of Sony well, it's because Sony are the only ones making big story driven uh, single player games not just that because they have things yeah like if you look at Xbox One is like you what? can get it on the like, PC too. That's the thing. Like State of Not the, just that. Like State of Decay compared to God of War. State mm. of Decay 2 was... Eh. I, I mean, like, didn't hate it. Name any AAA game to come out of Xbox One. And then like the closest thing we have is maybe that Halo game, maybe that Gears of War game. Uh, and but that's like next year. Out. Uh, sea of Thieves. And then like we look at like Sony and it's like, oh, hey, Horizon Zero Dawn. Fucking good. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, hey, for a while... Hey, God of War is here now. Oh, yeah. I and mean, also Bloodborne. Also damn good too. Bloodborne is still exclusive. Huh? Yeah. yeah it's still exclusive. I, when is that coming to PC? That is the that's my it's favorite. It's going to take forever. Like never. Most likely. So? No, probably not. Yeah. I would say like once they announce a Bloodborne 2 and then they have to port that over to just... It's they go- might. They it's might. Going to, it's going to happen but it'll just take a while. Because Dark Souls made it, you know, and I don't understand yeah. why... And it was like the worst port ever. The first one, right? Yeah, because it was tighter games for Windows Live. And if you want to go back further, Demon Soul is still exclusive. It's a still a front software thing. But that's I don't like think you need to go back to Demon's yeah, Soul. Yeah, I, I mean, that's for like the it's super It's like playing Street Fighter 1. You yeah. don't need to see it. Yeah. Just follow what happened later. Yeah. It's like uh, in the Paradox Sphere, people who played the original Europa Universalis. N- no one does that. <laughs> Look at, can you listen to that? It's the, the, it's the sound of our eyes glassing over. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, I, had to I liked in- part four. <laughs> <laughs> I endured like 10 minutes of fighting game uh, shit. When? Just now. <laughs> we didn't talk about fighting games. No, we're yeah. talking about Dark Souls. Uh, Bloodborne-ish. And indie games. No, <laughs> yeah, indie we're games. We're talking about your passive fist. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's not a fighting game. It's a beat-em-up. <laughs> sure. Beat-em-up. Beat-em-up you know the difference, right? Different. Yeah, I think so. So fighting game is one versus one. Beat-em-up is you versus a horde of people. PvE, PvE. Uh, yeah. There we go. There you go. Yeah. So, so the kids call PvE these days. Yeah. We really need to sit you down and make you play Streets of Rage slash Bare Knuckle. You will actually be surprised how enjoyable that is. Uh, you know what? It relieves stress. You know what yeah. probably uh, catered to eccentric Tomo? What? Fucking Golden Axe. Oh yeah. You have to try that. I've seen... Well, actually... Not the classic one. I think no. at least Golden Axe 2. Uh, Golden Axe 1 can be a bit... There was I actually prefer Revenge of Death Adder a lot. I think there's three. The one with the centaur. Hmm. There's yeah, a, oh, that's the arcade one. only one, right? The arcade one, yeah. yeah, yeah. A you can find ROMs of that easily. For Golden Axe? Yeah, it's the... It's kind of weak sauce because it's basically it's not even Tyrese Flair right but it's a female protagonist Tyrese Flair uh, it's the golden, that's a Golden Axe like 3D remake that came out oh, on Xbox 360 oh that was Milan Flair that was a terrible terrible game. it's lackluster okay. you know what I mean it's like this. 
would, in an age where Bayonetta already exists. Not so. even Bayonetta. In an age where like even the Conan Go- game was kind of fun compared to that. Oh. Well, I'll happily sit through any archaic thing you put in front of me. You think? But I mean, like when it comes to beat 'em ups, like the classics would definitely be. I mean, hands down, Streets of Rage 2, the best of all time. I think Very I've seen some. Very few games can yeah. match the. I would say. Like it per- perfectly captures everything that is good and bad about beat em ups. Yeah. Uh, then I mean, after that, everything. I would, I would say the only bad thing that Streets of Rage two and Final Fight actually brought out was basically everyone else who wants to actually do a throwback to a beat em up game. They just follow that template closely without making. Do you know what to me things. is super underrated, but it is the logical next step in the beat em up genre. What Guardian Heroes? Guardian Heroes needs a second chance. Because it only came out on the Sega Saturn. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they actually ported it once or twice, which is really good. But again, no one... How come no one has actually undertaken that task, to be honest? Especially indie developers. Gunstar Heroes is treasure, right? It's treasure. It's, it's treasure. the guys who did Gunstar Heroes and all that. Yeah. Right? And yeah, the I former guys... that company. Yeah, that former guys from Treasure actually did another game called uh, Soul Blade or something. Mm-hmm. Solstice Blade. It's kind of like a Guardian's Hero kind of clone for the deed for the 3DS but it was okay it I mean the like best. for the 90s you, know, you have to understand that like, we were limited by the technology we had oh, yeah. and like everything was a side scroller I was also gaming in the 90s barely they had to do mm. a lot with sprites and graphic but engines not just and that. stuff I played, and mechanics I played <laughs> like this kind of shows the age cap I played uh, the, fir- the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone on PC and I rewatched a video of someone playing that <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I think Harry Potter was supposed, supposed to be a beat about no, at one point, right? I tried to buy it. it I you think can't so. Find he wanted to do that. Okay, tell you what. Maybe to cater to eccentric Tom more. There is uh, what was it called? That was a Lord of the Rings beat up as well. What was it called? Uh? Battle for Middle Earth. No, that was two towers. That was a two towers beat up, dude. It's based straight off the movie, right? Yes. I've played those. Those are fantastic. Yeah. There you go. You that like beat em ups? Yeah. No, the best one was Return of the King. That was also a beat up too. Those are the movie tie-ins, right? Yes. Are those the best Lord of the Rings games? Uh no, the best Lord of the Rings game is uh, Shadow of Mordor. I agree, still hands down. Shadow of Mordor, like this is the best one. Like Shadow of War has some slightly better mechanics, but it's way down the by the thing, bullshit. Right? Mm. Th- have they fixed it? Yet? They fixed it finally. So no, I was waiting for Shadow of War to go on discount. Now it's not it's 10 bucks I would yet. say you two install it. Don't spend the hundred and thirty dollars I did on uh, buying <laughs> okay. the gold edition. Yeah. I, I still was waiting for like a much cheaper discount, but nothing for no, that. It was on for like Shadow War. I think it was like thirty percent off this Steam sale. Yeah. I don't know. Not close enough. I mean, like, uh, like for next, me, next year it'll be like eighty percent off. Like to yeah. me, the best deal of this year's Steam sale was definitely uh, Fallout Four Game of the Game of the Year Edition, forty percent off. Like that game Ooh. was like everything was nearly half off, and it's like I got the base game, so like getting all the DLC felt fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I did the. Yeah, let's talk about the bullshit that is Steam's. Complete your collection. <laughs> I don't really need this DLC, but you... You, you kind of need no, to. You strike a good argument for 10% off. No, the worst <laughs> is when they do stuff like with the Paradox things, where they're like, complete your collection includes other games and their DLC. It's like, oh, you do have Hearts of Iron 4, and it's seven And all the DLC. weapon ma- mission packs, yeah. Yeah, and then the sprites and the music packs. Like, Get no. And the soundtrack and yeah. yeah, and get it all for what four hundred dollars? I think like to complete my Paradox collection, I need to spend uh, four hundred and fifty Singapore Jesus. dollars. <laughs> oh wait, okay, but did you ever buy into any of the Steam complete your collection shenanigans? Uh, I did it once, and I don't regret it. No, the only time I did that was for Darkest Dungeon when I bought a lot of DLC. 
Okay. For like Crimson Core oh, and wait, Color of Madness. You Manus. bought the developer pack, is it? No. No, just the game. I, I just bought the game. I think I got in like a Humble Bundle, maybe. And mm. then I completed the DLC. Yeah, that's the evil thing about Humble Bundle too, right? You yeah. own the game and all of a sudden when the Steam sale rolls around and you're like, oh, you have this game? Why not get this game? Why not complete your collection? Yeah. Because like that happened to me for Tomb Raider. Ooh, oh, you got no. all the Tomb Raiders. I own right. every I, single Tomb Raider oh game. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I, <laughs> like for $50, every game since the original one? Sure. Yeah. Ooh, that's nasty. Right. No, I, but I, didn't I just mind. completed the, some of the DLC for uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. And oh that's man, pricey. I, I want to jump and, into uh, that. Did so you also, I think you also got Angel of Darkness, right? That other Tomb Raider game. That was in the bundle too, right? Angel of Darkness is the weird isometric puzzly one. No, 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 no. That's um. That's something for Temple of Osiris. That's a golden right? tomb yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, Temple of Osiris. I yeah, think. there's yeah. three of those now. I three. Didn't, <laughs> yeah. I d- you know what's missing though? What? Tomb Raider Go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think they have that on Steam. Not on Steam. That was only a mobile-only game though. Yeah. And it's such a shame they're not doing like any more Go games. The uh, Hitman Go. It was apparently pretty good. Yeah. On PC. I think they did a port to How PC. How do you swipe on PC? Oh, mouse maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of turn-based. You can just you know use what? Mouse. I'm having I'm enjoying this conversation a lot. Let's talk about our embarrassing Steam buys. So, how many visual novels do you own, Mister Toffee? <laughs> I'm stroking my chin right now, so that's a very worrying. At pause. least you're stroking <laughs> just your chin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, probably just two. Come to think of it, you actually own visual novels. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Yay, Weeaboo Nation. There we go. <laughs> and these are actually good stories. Um, yeah, I'm amazed. Oh, wait, wait. I, he has to defend it. Go for it. <laughs> Hatoful boyfriend. You own oh, Hatoful boyfriend. <laughs> the, pen, the no, not penguin. Sorry, the pigeon visual novel. Yes. Basically, you are a girl pigeon, or is it guy pigeon? Here's a throwback. To no, class. I think I think you're an actual human. Girl. Or a human, a human girl guy dating. This pigeons. is a throwback to classic last game. But how are the jiggle physics? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if pigeons have boobs today. Boobs? You know? They have boobs at Why Pigeon Con. <laughs> You're the science guy. You should know this shit. Who's the science I'm guy? I'm the history guy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, historically, pigeons haven't had tits. <laughs> as far as we know. That should be a great curse word from now on. Pigeon tits. Pigeon. <laughs> uh, oh, and the other one is uh, Valhalla. It's a cyberpunk. No, that's actually pretty novel. fun. I like yeah. it. I like the aesthetic a lot. Yeah, yeah. The aesthetic, the way it presents the dialogue, the storyline, and the mixing drinks bit, no, and I the have, multiple endings. I have something better than visual novels. I have. No, I mean, you're embarrassed. Actual novels. I have interactive novels. Oh. Whereas on like, Steam? Yeah. Which it's one? like Choose Your Own Adventure. Um, uh, interactive like Nancy novels. Drew Mysteries? No, it's by this group called uh, Hosted Games. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, and it's, it's like a series called Choice of This, and it's like various things, like you can. I even have some on my phone where it's like choice of uh, the archaeologist where you have to go to South America and uncover a tomb. Mm. And you could play male, female, non-binary, choose like, you know, your sexual orientation, how you go about things. Is that the gameplay? Yeah, it's pure Convince like... Convince people that you're a guy? No. <laughs> it's basically like, it's just, I, you know those uh, books you would buy where it's like your own uh, adventure? Yeah, choose your adventure, yeah. It's that pretty much. Okay. But you also have stats, so like you could choose to be more intelligence based, more like brute muscle, try and like, you know, swerve your Does it have combat or anything? Mm, there's one game which did, but it was more like, you know, I choose to do this and then it's a success or fail rate. Sounds okay. more, I remember Legend of, uh, what's that, Lone Wolf and Kai, a long time ago, I mean, did something like that. They're super cheap. Mm, I mean, kind of the fun. Lone Wolf series. Yeah, the Lone, Lone Wolf. Wolf and Cub is a Japanese. No, Kai, Kai. Manga. Lone Wolf Kai, I thought. Kai? No, it's not Kai. Kai. It's just oh, called just Lone Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> ah, it's Lone the same Wolf as then, like Bloodsword and the, the Ninja Avengers series. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, and also... It's I, like books and dice. Yeah. yeah. I also own Honey Pop. 
Hoonie Pop? The Hoonie puzzle Pop, game yeah. with the, the that, visual novel stuff. Is that yeah. you? You run a, f- a couple of cameras. Uh, no, that's a that's a Hunicam. So you know the difference. I do know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a fan. <laughs> I thought a, I thought about I, this I, is I, I, research, I, sir. <laughs> I thought about getting it, but it yeah. That no, gameplay loop didn't look fun to me. Uh, like y- you couldn't explain that to your wife. Hoonie Pop, you could. <laughs> Uh, she just gave me a look of disgust when she saw I had it in my Steam library. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, that's why you should always. That's why I love the new Steam feature: hide this or like put <laughs> yeah. a secret. Wait, you category. can hide games? Yeah, you can like that. hide games and put them in secret categories. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Holy shit! Like the not stroke material. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Don't not show your porn. girlfriend material, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, like. Wait. Strangely enough, I don't even own Honey Pop. I'm supposed to be the guy who owns it. Holy shit! It's actually a pretty good um, uh, match Mechanics. three game. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, it's actually pretty decent match three. <laughs> it's well no, no, made. I believe you. You're the. You're, you also play Muzzle. Historically, it's a very good game. <laughs> yeah, from a historical perspective, yeah. <laughs> so it's more like Bejeweled more or yeah. more Tetris or. It's Bejeweled. Uh, like there's no time limit. You have like a move uh, limit instead. And there's certain things where if you match, uh, you lose points. So uh, eccentric term, I need to know. <laughs> or the jiggle physics. Pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do recommend you get a Valhalla if you could. If you I can. do have it. Yeah, you got game. it from Humble Bundle also. I think I got it in Steam sale. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, what's your most embarrassing Steam purchase? I can't think of anything right now, actually. I mean, like even if I were to say, oh, I do own Dead or Alive, like. It's nothing like, it's, it's, it's a decent nothing embarrassing game, about yeah. that. Uh, was it even out on PC? I don't remember. DOA 5. Oh, okay, okay. But okay. it's the bullshit um, uh, thing where you only get four fighters, you have to buy everything else. Oh, oh so it's from the Street one. Fighter school. I think that's the ultimate version, It's from the right? Killer Instinct school. Uh, At least Street Fighter gives you a full roster. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, nah, nothing really that embarrassing about my Steam collection. I mean, it's there for you all to peruse. <laughs> I own a couple of PopCap games. Is that embarrassing? I Not really. So. I mean, like... I know. really like... Plants of Zombies was pretty cool. I like Plants of Zombies. No, what's that? The Peggle. I really like Peggle. Peggle this is a solid game. You know, and like every time you there's, clear there's a board, there's a lot of skill to it. Yes. You that, da, 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 when they put, they blast Oto Joy every yeah. time you clear a level, yeah. it's like you know this is oddly satisfying. And then the slow motion when the ball is about to hit the last peg. Or oh yeah, and then it goes really good. Boom. I missed I miss old PopCap. Yeah. And yeah. the EA ruined them. More God games need it. to do the slowdown. Yeah, EA did what EA does hits. best. Mm-hmm. Ruined franchises. First Command... I mean, Command and Conquer is probably the latest, I guess. Yeah. No, I remember what Command and Conquer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, the Command and Conquer was on his last legs. I would say after Tiberian Sun. Like, I remember it. Oh, Ultima got shitted on pretty bad too. That too. Uh? That was the mobile Ultima game. I got the press. It's like, nobody cared. Man? I remember Command and Conquer being an old game when I was a kid. It's one of the first uh, RTS games. Yeah, uh, I had. The one first is still Dune, right? Dune two, same studio, right? Westwood Studios. Wouldn't Dune one also when be did come out? <laughs> the first one? Dune one was more of an adventure game than it is. It was. Yeah, yeah. It oh, was wait, a different yeah, yeah. company. Dune two was Battle for Arrakis. Yeah. yeah uh, Dune two ba- was ninety two, ninety two or ninety one. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. When like, did Age of Empires come out? After that, ninety four. Yeah. Because Starcraft blew it, blew everyone away in ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, because I was always more into like the Age of Empires series. God, Age of Empires 2 is still my favorite of all. It's great, especially like the noise. They you know make. what I love Those about okay, Here, pro tip for all you guys playing Age of Empires 2 uh, Ottoman Empire. Oh, Why? Yeah. Because they're, uh, they're cannon turrets. They're fucking heat seeking. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> are. You, you, like, like the Japanese ones, like 
uh, who's the other one who had the cannon turrets? I can't remember. I think the French ones, right? Mm, I think the Byzantines also have. Byzantines also. Yeah, like the thing is, right? They would fire and they would miss, right? For some reason, the Ottoman like cannon tar- towers, right? Even if you're uh, like a cavalier on a horseback running, right? That thing will just adjust and then like aim and then get the trajectory and kill you still. Mm-hmm. So all you need to do is upgrade to the point where you have nothing but like the the, the third tier cannon turrets. Just eight of them in front of your base. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing will touch you, okay? You can build a farm right in front of the battlefield. <laughs> Nothing will reach it in time. It's like, no, oh, this game is broken. <laughs> yeah, I always played Byzantine because they had the best, like, they had the most unlocks in the um, tree. Yes. No, they're, they're, they're definitely the, the nerdier of all the... Yeah, and I mean, the, the heavy horse was pretty decent. I like the Vikings because uh, the... Uh, like the the special units would just regenerate health. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got right. like thirty of them, which is uh, the most you could they have, control. What was it the berserk perk yeah. or something, right? Where like when it re- like halfway through the battle, they just all of a sudden get rejuvenated. Yeah. Or if you play an archipelago, just go Korean, because the turtle ships were bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a session of Age of Empires too, right? I w- I would happily talk about RTS. <laughs> you know, and then all no, I mean just the Age of series, right? Mythology yeah. and Empire. Yo, a- mythology. A- Age of Mythology yeah. is always fun. Fantastic. It's, fun. it's a no, it's a terrible game, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, the God you can't Cal- play it with another person because it's too easy to to be lame. Yeah. Because Sebek, the laser crocodile. Yeah. You have twenty <laughs> of those. Crocodile. Yeah. Oh my god. Twenty of those, you win. <laughs> no chance. No matter what. And yeah, I, I did a spit thing when I found out you could build that. And like, the, holy shit. And the Egyptians cool. were the ones who got the meteor strike as well. So it's like, well, that's. Nah, I always summon the eagle-headed titan. That guy was awesome. Oh yeah, once you got, once you got the titans, <laughs> it was. Then I just, think games yeah. like that, as well as Command and Conquer Red Alert, kind of reminded me of how fun RTSs could be when they go. Like all the batshit insane ones, yeah. right? Mm. Because then, if, if, who wants to play a serious? RTS like Starcraft <laughs> yeah. right where you have to win using strategy and talent or yeah. Zerg Rush all the Koreans basically. or Zerg Rush no, no, that's before Brute War yeah okay after that Brute they, was already they got balanced serious. it out proper it's like yeah. holy shit this game is actually competitive now yeah <laughs> yes hmm. you mm. know I've only ever played Starcraft once Be- before Brute War or with Brute War uh, I think it was before Brute War this was in an internet cafe in Bolivia okay you don't like it no, because I had my ass handed to me by uh, I was playing with a friend who played it so many times before, and I just had. To I think that's the the main problem, I, like with Starcraft and like even old school games like Quake, where it's like, don't play it multiplayer first. Enjoy the story, enjoy the mechanics. Play skirmishes and then multiplayer. And, yeah, if you think you're ready, please don't. Yeah, I'm also I'm not an efficient RTS uh, player. What's your uh, APM? Exactly. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and I don't do hockey's or anything. Oh, no, it's just shift and F. No, no, no. I'll, I'll show you how to do it properly one day. <laughs> but if no, you're please, into the, if you're find into me in StarCraft. I will destroy you. <laughs> That's why I'm not going to. <laughs> but if you're into the whole, like, build play as much me crazy in, shit. Play me in EU4 and I'll ruffle stomp you with my high discipline Genesis. I'm pretty sure I can get very good at things like that. Sure. <laughs> uh, once you understand how trade works, we'll see. I yeah. think you might actually enjoy Starcraft nature. 2 a bit more because there's like all the single player Starcraft campaigns. Starcraft 2 is just, so dumb, dumb. No, no, you can just yeah. beef up all your fucking units of single player to the point where it's like, oh, I feel powerful and stuff. Mm. You got that whole like fun aspect of it. Have you played multiplayer Starcraft 2? Oh, God. It's not good. I hate it. It's not good because it lost not only the balance, but it became... No, s- there is still balance in that. Like ah, when the Heart of the Swamp came in and I, that Void I game I disagree came in. because the thing is Starcraft 2 
no matter what you tell me, like what's the last one? Wings of Liberty, the one with the Terrans finally joining in, right? Wings of Liberty is Wing, uh, yeah, the Terrans. The Void, the Protoss one is Void of something. All something. three have come out already, All right? All three are out. Okay, yeah. finally. Yeah. And here's the thing: it's still not as good as Starcraft One Brood with Brute War. Because the thing is, when people think about balance, they always think about all the factions need to be like 5-5 five, five matchups. Wrong. It has to be 7-3, 7-3, 7-3. to beat the other more efficiently than the other. That's perfect balance. Yeah, it's the rock, paper, scissors mentality. Exactly. Rock, because like when, like when who beats Protoss? Zerg, because they're faster. Who beats Terran? You know what I mean? Because like they all have to graciously mismatch each other in a certain way. Whereas StarCraft 2 is nothing but everybody is perfectly balanced because apparently that's what people want. They, they want like units that matches units perfectly. And they're like, no, we don't. They, they have the most boring matches ever. Then everything is a war of attrition because you don't have proper rushes in StarCraft 2. That's why I totally dislike it because it's like, okay, it's not broken to the point where it's not fun, but at least show us what's the advantage. You know what I mean? Mm. Especially like with Goliaths and with doesn't all have that luster and doesn't have that. It just feels like virtual fighter. You know what I mean? Like if you see experts play it, then like this is like, this is extremely technical and fascinating to watch. But as you playing it, it's like yeah, there's no clear way for me to just stomp a guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's also one big reason why Blizzard has all shifted its focus on Overwatch and, and Heroes. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't even Heroes say that's the reason because the thing is right right after like that, one of them, one of them like. No, the reason is Dota. When Dota, Dota came out and everybody realized like, okay, if you want a war of attrition, but which escalates and scales perfectly with every minute because then everybody beefs up their character, everybody yeah. beefs up their defenses, that is a different game. Like at minute five and minute 15, it's two totally different games. Mm. Whereas something like StarCraft 2, right? Minute five to minute 30, it's the same fucking game. <laughs> you know, people looking at it like, okay, he built units, he lost units. He built units, he lost units. You watch something like Dota where it's just basically you and me in a tunnel slamming against each other constantly and it's like, Oh god. It's like, like doing power creep in the right way. Yes. Power creep. And all of a sudden Team you're like, fights oh, like he's got this ability, he's got that ability, and this guy's got this now. And it's like things escalate. And you have to catch up in levels and stuff, yeah. otherwise you get trounced by and the you other guys. You get a fun match in like thirty to forty five minutes. Yeah, you know? and mm. have you guys ever played Smite? I loved it. Like yeah, that's why I loved it because I had that, but it actually felt like a proper like fighting game because it was, you know, proper third person rather than isometric. Like an action fighting game. Yeah. Which later got like, like copied by like, I think a lot of other companies have copied Smite's technique I think I blame Smite, Smite. no I wouldn't even blame Smite specifically but like the, like one of my favourite tower defence games ever is Orcs Must Die oh yeah and then when Orcs Must Die 3 Unleashed came out and everybody told me oh it's gonna be a dot, like a, a MOBA now Fuck. You're missing it the is. point of You're missing the point special. of Orcs Must Die. Yeah, it was his own thing until you decided to turn God it into a God miss Orcs Must Die too, man. That game was so fun, especially when you like when you finally nail your kill box and yeah. you just watch things like trounce the maze and get destroyed. Yeah, that's probably still like what one dollar, two dollars in Steam now, so it's worth a buy if you can. I think yeah, for five bucks you can get both. Yeah. Yeah, I still only heavy recommendation from the last king here. Okay, we're not getting any money from the guys at Orcs Must Die, but please play Orcs Must Die Part One. Or if you want to play with a friend, part two. Mm -hmm. There you go. I mean, like, hey, there's nothing but... You know what? Steam recommendations. Fucking play Torchlight. Okay, oh, boys yeah, and Torchlight girls. is great. Torchlight 1 like is amazing. Yeah. Like Torchlight 2 blows Diablo 3 away. Like, if you... I love the second one like, a lot. If you kind of enjoy you Diablo 3, yeah. but want to play a <laughs> He helps game. fetch loot for you. Mm. Sorry? Like, if you enjoy Diablo 3 like I did, but you want something a bit more... Meaty. Yeah. Torchlight 2. Where you can have more than four active powers at once. God damn it. And no. if you want, you could mod the game. You know, blow you away? Yeah. You know who made you know who made Torchlight 2? And who? The guys who made Diablo. <laughs> the, original, the first and second Diablo. The original Diablo guys. The guys who made the best Diablos. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Like, is it properly balanced? Because for I learned, Torchlight? Yeah, because I learned in Diablo 3, uh, the wizard is overpowered once you get like... No. For the longest time, Barbarian. Barbarian. Uh, barbarian and Witch Doctor. Witch Doctor is actually not... Oh yeah, just Jaws of Spiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Acid rain, anything that slows people like, down. No, no, like for the longest time, like the, the first world record for a uh, hardcore kill by Kripparian was with uh, Barbarian. They kind of nerfed Barbarian and then they discovered Storm Barbarian was broken because mm. Storm Barbarian could just leap over like different, like uh, like you can climb stairs faster mm. and you can run away and kite faster and better. And then Whirlwind Barbarian, like that beat all the world records. So like, yeah, I don't know now, as of now, as of how many like Nephilim realms later. Yeah, I don't know, but I totally. It's probably still barbarian. May, I yeah. stopped caring. I, mean, I still think wizard is a bit too much because it gets to a point where you don't need to actually kill anyone because you have so many AOE like instant kills that just surround you. Yo, I miss like Diablo two that bullshit firewall portal closed door. Okay, <laughs> 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 hey, I miss PvP. Actually, no, I don't miss PvP. Fuck PvP. Yeah, <laughs> I I hate multiplayer games. Like the only multiplayer game I've been good at was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. But you have to work together, right? It's more cooperative. No. Right? no, no, it's all it's all like every man for himself. It's, oh, all, bad, it's yeah. all like you hide in shadows and I like stab someone. Okay. And I won a match by stabbing two people and then I was just because you get points for evading people killing. I was just in the same group and I kept watching like uh, NPCs die around me. It's like ha. <laughs> I'm gonna come after. Yeah. I, w- I did come after. <laughs> Are we doing that again? Yeah, we go. No, 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 no. That, I think that's a way to end our uh, Steam talk. <laughs> With a nice Stevie come. Yeah, over. we go. Jesus Christ. Stevie come guys, back. Stevie guys. come back. Stevie come back. Mr. Toffee. I can bring it home with this. Hold on. Okay, bring on. My, my, my most embarrassing Steam purchase. Oh, wait, we're doing oh, this again. No, no, one more, one more. There's one more. Galgan Double Piece. What? Oh. You know this game. I know this game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so it's Please a game. explain to Eccentric okay. Tom the brilliance that is Galgan. Okay, so you're the student who somehow wait, wait. have to... High school students. High school students. Appropriate age. Is it a Japanese game? Yes. Of course. There we go. Who gets mobbed down by... Wait, chi- wait, wait. By, No, you get mobbed down the, by... The, ti- the title is Galgan. Uh-huh. What do you think happens? You shoot... Yes. Women? Oh, wait. But there's more. Go ahead. Okay. You shoot them with pheromones. Is that is that the one way of being mowed by high school girls? So you have to shoot pheromones to make him. That's the one. That's the one. And, oh, and then they. I've seen gameplay of this. Yes, he owns it. <laughs> I own that. <laughs> and like it, it, it's as stupid as and it the sounds. Box wait, wait, is not a review copy. <laughs> you bought the game. It was like what five bucks? So sure. Five bucks. Did you buy? You know what? The see-through clothes DLC. No, there's see-through clothes DLC. Yes, you had some class. Yeah, I had some class. It's yes. like ninety dollars for that DLC. Oh my god! Because <laughs> <laughs> the they know. I, I draw the line. I draw a line somewhere. Because they know how there. desperate lowly nerds are. Like, <laughs> no, I just want to see it I for myself. The madness. Real. Yeah. It's real. Like, like, I want to see the madness that is Galgan because I've never played this I, game before. It's like, I, when I see it. Holy shit, this is fucked up. Crazy I, I, stuff. I watched the gameplay. I was like, I've never felt more like filthy <laughs> watching something. Yes, you do this to high school girls and teachers as well. Like, too. You need a shower so much afterwards. I hate to say this, right? Yeah. You are barely plumbing the depths that is anime games. <laughs> there's stuff I've we've s- seen. I've seen that some will stuff. shock I, you. I don't want to. I don't want to bring it up now. Let's we've not see things. Not, let's, let's save it for an episode. Mic. Let's. We've let's do seen it in things. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it without people listening. 
<laughs> we've seen things, right? <laughs> we've we've added things to our library. Tacky oh. on Prime. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Remember in the nineties? Remember Knights of Zentar? Oh man, okay, that, that that needs an episode of its own too. We should do. Yes, let's do an entire episode where we dedicate it to the hentai games. <laughs> And Tom will be like, oh, I need a shower. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, like, I already know what's number one. What? Rape Play. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I don't want to know. Okay, the title is Rape Play. I, I got that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you don't need to reinforce. <laughs> I think we just lost half our listeners when yeah. I just... You know what? Don't be surprised that Good I night. won't be aware of such a thing. <laughs> no. Please. <sighs> So it's a game of <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not. Let's not. Let's, let's save not. it for the our extra yeah, yeah. special episode for all our executive subscribers who <laughs> likes to listen to the. That will be a Patreon episode. That will be a Patreon episode. Yeah. Yes, sir. There you go. Pay oh. money to hear us plumb the depths of humanity. <laughs> oh no, of 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 anime games. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Bishojo games. Yeah, that's what that's humanity. No, no, no. We can. Why would we want to talk about genocide? Rape play exists. <laughs> Jesus. So all hope is lost. Hey. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> you have to segue properly, sir. Speaking okay, of okay. loss, <laughs> oh well. So uh, okay, we are at the very special two-year anniversary here at the Last Game Podcast, and it's been quite a journey with you boys here. I've enjoyed almost every single day of it, uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are kind of wondering a very particular moment in uh, season three, which we are undertaking right now, where we had to take a very quick break for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, as of 16th of June, was it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I lost my dad. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I decided to use this not as an opportunity to talk about it, but to get things off my chest, basically, because this is something that's been bothering me for the longest time. And you've all heard me on the show talk about a lot uh, I mean, just listen to our Logan episode where yeah. it's nothing but legacy and fatherhood and understanding what it is for guys and their relationships with their dads. Uh-huh. And I think it's the kind of topic that, you know, especially guys like us, mm-hmm. where, you know, needing to impress your dad is a very important thing. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. there's like, you know, I'm pretty sure Mr. Toffee especially, being an Asian man himself, We've had the, the rough dad who's like, why are you playing video games? You should be doing your homework. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, we have. We grew up with that, you know? And the thing is also at the same time, I had, um, my dad was a very tough guy. And he was not tough on me, but he was tough in general. And he's the kind of guy who would, you know, beat the shit out of guys, stand his round at the bar, come back home and still, you know, take care of business. And uh, when he left, it kind of devastated me in a way that I didn't expect because nobody can imagine what it feels like to lose a parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, it was beyond eye-opening mm. because my perspective in life, everything that I thought was important, like even this podcast for a hot second, I felt like none of this makes sense or none of this matters anymore because like there was a component to my life, something that existed and now it's gone. And it's hard, especially like waking up every day and like, I'm so used to just knowing he's there. Yeah. And now he's not. And I don't know, I never found a really opportune way to open up about this. And I don't know, I mean, you guys are, I consider my 
some of my closest friends, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. We're pretty fortunate like, about that. You too. see, you even, see even these assholes, <laughs> and once a week, you get close for no reason. Yeah. Even in like a heart-to-heart honest moment, you have to shit on. So That's now you all kind of, you all can kind of understand where I get my sense of humor from. Because yeah. mm-hmm. my dad is a bit of a hard case, mm-hmm. and he speaks his mind constantly and that's one of the things that I am very happy to have inherited from him yeah and uh, I mean there's a lot of things that he he's influenced me in ways that I was never aware of yeah and it's only until he's gone that I realized that he was so crucial to shaping my opinion shaping my point of view and shaping the way I address things or like my perspective I mean a lot of people can come up to me and say like hey you're bit of an asshole mm-hmm. but you seem to be thoughtful like, that's exactly the kind of person he was yeah because i mean uh i'm not saying he's perfect and that's what i want to kind of address too is like it only until he's gone did i realize that he's just doing his best yeah it's the hardest thing you learn about your parents when you realize they're just people trying the very best they can mm. and like I mean, the one thing that will haunt me forever is like, I never had the opportunity to say, that, to say I was sorry. I never had the opportunity to tell him that, you know what, you did your best and like, he left us, he was 65 when he left. That's not very old these days. Mm, that's not very old. Thing is, right, then when I think about it, like when he was my age, when he was like 38, coming to 39, going to 40, right? Mm-hmm. He was dealing with my bullshit 18-year-old ass. Wow. And that came full circle all of a sudden, realizing that when he was my age, yeah. he was dealing with my nonsense. And like and then like I look back at my life and thinking, like, what a piece of shit 18-year-old teenager I must have mm. been. And it's like, you know what? All this while, I never ever told him I was grateful or that everything he did for me or like, you know, even in his own way, like he did care yeah. and he did do his best and pff, like he left so quickly yeah and i didn't expect that at all and it's 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 the it's something that still haunts me mm-hmm. and i'm trying my best to just deal with it and it's like i mean it took tom to convince me like you, you should just keep podcasting and yeah we're, st- we're like four or five episodes in after that and not, but there, there doesn't come a time where like you know I don't wake up in the middle of the night and think like he he's gone. Yeah, and that's uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've seen my friends lose their parents or I've seen other relatives go, but something so close to home is just so earth shattering. It's I don't know whether it's better or worse that it was sudden because I've um, thankfully not lost a parent, but. I had to watch my dad watch his father slowly pass away. And I saw my grandfather go too, and it was so long and protracted because he was just getting worse and worse and worse having stroke after stroke after stroke and it ruined my father for a good year I think it was the first time I saw him properly just break down in tears at a dinner table reminiscing about times he had as a kid yeah because you always think to yourself like that's Superman yeah he's the strongest guy he's the smartest guy in the world nothing will happen to him right he'll always protect me and then like I had a moment when uh, I was in India doing some volunteer work and I got a message from my brother saying, uh, you should call dad. He collapsed. How is he? Oh. Uh, it was, he was actually suffering from uh, kind of hepatitis at the time, 
which I just flared up. And uh, I didn't realize, like, he's only recently just said how close he was to dying. And my world turned black for a good half hour until I was able to speak to him on the phone. And to hear his voice was like, the most wonderful thing to happen. Knowing that. Yeah. yeah. And then a month later, he pissed me off by some shit he said. Because, you know. <laughs> because he's still him. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I lost my dad to the most normal of Indian diseases, which is heart disease and diabetes. Uh. So, it's like, yeah, like, now, because of him, I'm taking care of myself even harder. Yeah. You know? Like, the thing is, like, uh, heart disease is super hereditary in the family. Yeah. Like, I lost my grandfather that way, too. And my, my grandfather went through several bypasses and... It still can catch, and, but it still caught up with him. And yeah. then, like, I, I watched that man with her, yeah. which is lucky because my dad, like, he was taken away from me quickly. Like, mm. and the worst thing is, like, uh, just I feel so shitty because I'm the last one to see him, and that haunts me forever. Yeah. Because I mean, ask me what I want in life. I want one more day. Just give me one more day to tell him that I'm sorry. I was a shitty son and I did my best, but you did your best. And we're just two guys trying to figure things out. And uh, uh, I need to honor you in a way that I only know how. And unfortunately, I'm sharing this with all of you people and I hope it doesn't depress you guys too much. I'm, I promise you there'll be comedy again. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you know, Dude, that's always a time and place I need to do this. But I need to yeah. unload this. You need a catharsis. Yeah. I, need, I need to let people know like where I came from. Like, you know what? It's my dad. My dad informed me of what good music was. He informed me what good movies was. But most importantly, he informed me of what a good person was. And a good person is, if anything, a person who has integrity, who sticks to his guns and who yeah. faces the world his way and he doesn't bow down to any other master but himself. And like, I will hold that forever. And that's basically how I lead my life, you know, vicariously in a way, unfortunately. But that's the best way I think you can honor him. Yeah. And you know what? Okay, so he really loves Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's my dad who introduced me to Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and all that amazing music. And I mean, he also introduced me to goddamn Run DMC. <laughs> what? Yeah. He loved that was music. Not the answer I was expecting. My favorite moments with my dad was basically after primary school when he would like drive the car and pick me up and basically run the MC. Puts the cassette in and it's the most random things. You wouldn't know what to expect. And he just picks up on things and he'd be like, check this out. And he's like, Oh, this like he, he played Run DMC's Raising Hell. Mm. First time I ever heard rap. Wow. And this is before I was aware of like like rap would blow up much later with Criss Cross, Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer. But I was already on the rap train way before that. I was like, this is awesome. Mm. They can't sing, but they all the words rhyme very nicely. You know, and like the first time I heard it's tricky, it's like this is awesome. <laughs> and he introduced me to like even like this was the time of Slick Rick 2 and Grandmaster Flash as well right I found those all by myself yeah. no but like he would also introduce me to like like bands like Level 42 <laughs> you know or like even like uh, Journey he is the guy who, who, who played the first time I heard Don't Stop Believing back in 1980 whatever on my way home from school mm. and I just remember this song is awesome and like you know I'll always miss those moments like just my dad driving me home and just introducing me to awesome music my dad made me watch Gremlins and Ghostbusters 
Wow. He's the kind of guy who will come home with a videotape and he'll pop it in. Hey, everybody, movie time. He's like, What's, what are we going to watch now? We didn't know. <laughs> it was the most random thing. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's this movie called Gremlins. And he, my dad would always have this very, this glint in his eye and this kind of like childish glee, like, oh, you love this. <laughs> like, he knew what I would, I would dig very quickly because like, he got me. He's like, like, watch this. And he's like, this is awesome. <laughs> this Gremlins is cool. Like, yeah. And then like, he would also... My dad made me watch Predator. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Okay. He brought me and my brother. We went to the cinema. It was rated R. This was, a, this was we like were, R meant something, right? We were young. <laughs> we were too young to be enjoying this. For sure. But, but it's like, like he probably, he saw how we I enjoyed Terminator. Like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this one. You like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, okay. <laughs> he fights a monster. Like, cool. And I remember watching this movie and being blown away by like, this is the manliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and you have to understand, as an 80s kid, like, for us, manly, ooh. Like, our toys were manly. We had He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Everyone was buff. Very manly, like, big buff and tiny shorts. Yeah. Tiny shorts, but it was big a yeah. different era. He, he rode his pet tiger. <laughs> his pet tiger is called Battle Cat. There we go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, like, it's a different era, it's a different time. Like, that's the thing. I just remember that, like, after school, like, on the weekends, like, he would take the family out. Like, we would watch fucking... Like, hey, let's go watch Indiana Jones. Sure. <laughs> let's go watch Back to the Future. And that's the thing. Like, he was a key component in me being so aware of pop culture. And he did it in a way where he didn't try to hammer it down to me. Like, oh, this is these are movies that, you know, are important or movies that you should watch. Or they're like... No, he... Like, my dad loves fucking westerns. Oh. And I didn't get into them until much later. Like, until I finally saw The Searchers or until I finally saw Shane. I was like, these are Ooh. awesome. Like, and my dad also was, uh, he had his finger on the pulse on contemporary stuff. My dad loves Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. We had one of the best father-son giggles watching Glorious Bastards. <laughs> I think you're like the moment when like fucking Landa spoke Italian, we both yes. just laughed at the same time. Like this is ridiculous. And I still remember him turning to me like, only Quen- only Tarantino would come up with this kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Sounds like your father and I would have a lot of common ground. (laughs) My father introduced me to stand-up. He showed me Billy Colony when he was 12, when I was 12. (laughs) (laughs) Like he knew. I need to raise my boy right. You have to pay attention to this. I love, he said, we're going to watch a very funny man, but he says a lot of bad words, so don't repeat that. And I I just watched the filthiest shit come out of that man's mouth. I was like, I have found my comedy idol. Before, you haven't seen Delirious yet, right? No, I don't think I've ever watched Delirious. My, it's my, on Netflix, sir. I know, but yeah, my dad was very big into like the UK comedy scene. We, mm. like David, you can't go far like, with David Connolly. Like one of my favorite things were watching uh, like Live at the Apollo, which was a series where we had a lot of British stand-up just doing it. It would just be me and my dad laughing our asses off whilst my mum was just sitting there like, this isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hear something legendary about my dad? Yeah. Oh, what, what? Uh, he, when he took my mom, when he met my mom for the first time, I don't know. If my mom confirmed this, and like when my dad came up to her and was like, "Hi, uh, you're new around here, and uh, what's your name?" And then she introduced herself like, oh, "This is my," this, this, and then like, "Oh," and then like, what, "What's your name?" You know what my dad said? My name is Destiny. We'll be seeing each other f- from now on. <laughs> wow, that's wow. his line. That's and it fucking works. That's smooth. Fuck. You know? So that's where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, like, there's a thing. There's a lot of stories that only until recently have come to light, and it's like you know, just hearing uh, like my uncles like talk about his, their brother, and what, what what a jerk he was back then. <laughs> it's like that sounds like me. 
And I think the hardest it's ever been was on my mom because like the thing is she has to stare at my face every day and I just I look just like him. Mm. And like you know the thing is the family is doing our best to heal and uh, we we I mean I know it's not the most opportune moment and I know it's not the the best topic to have but I just needed to get this out there. No, of course, man. It yeah. was a significant. There wouldn't be any other time to do it. If it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be the last king. Yeah, I mean, there's Think a big. Mm. Yeah, you need to talk about significant moments of 2018, yeah. and yours was a profound, yeah. like life-changing moment. Yeah, mine was too, but slightly less. Uh, no, less so I'm pretty sure the World Cup's great. <laughs> 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 I, I saw some of it. I, I kind of enjoyed it too. Uh, but okay, you know, I mean, fitting tribute. Yeah, I mean. If only we can get a licensing, I would love to end on a nice Jimi Hendrix song. Mm. If we can find one in like eight bit format, there should be a cover or two of that online. He, like around. his favorite was definitely the the Bob Dylan cover, "All Along the Watchtower." He fucking loved that song. Yeah, well, that and Little Wing. Hey, Last King uh, fans, uh, after this, just listen to the Jimi Hendrix collection. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Listen, take a take take a pause. Listen, listen, listen to it. Listen to anything like Purple that, that Haze, All Along the Watchtower. Love that shit. Okay. And like yeah. And the, I remember the arguments I would have with him over who was more like who made more contribution to music. Like I still remember one of the most epic fights was basically me and him arguing about the validity the validity of Tom Morello. Like oh. Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine to me actually contributed more to music with his style of guitar playing as compared to Jimi Hendrix. And my dad would say, "You are an idiot." <laughs> like now I agree with him. I could see that getting heated. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but like Hendrix died before his prime, and it's like, or oh, he did he did the meanest thing. Also, oh, did your Kurt Cobain? <laughs> well, they both died at the same age, choking on their own vomit. No wait, one choked on buckshot. <laughs> it's like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it's hard lessons and hard. It was hard. It's just hard all the way. And <sighs> but that's a part of life, it. and that's a part of growing up. Yeah, that's a part of accepting what life Accepted. really is, because I mean, it's yeah, the the fragility of it all. It's the cruelest moment because you know you can't escape it, but you're never ever prepared for when the day finally comes. And when it does come, you know, I mean, I hope you guys out there. I hope you all don't have to. Don't be alone. Don't don't feel like it's the end of the world. I mean, we're here to help you out too, if you want. Yeah. There's nothing but therapy from now on. Exactly. <laughs> it's just gonna be nothing but support. So you get to use jokes. your doctor title now. Ah uh, yes. Real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doctor title. <laughs> I'm doctor title. No, no. You're doctor Phil, Doctor Shafiq. Doctor Phil. I want to go back to smart jokes, please. <laughs> there we go. I'm. Not, I'm uh, Come. Okay. Let's not. <laughs> Should I bring up Galgan again? No. no. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Very inappropriate. Sir. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, rest in peace, Dad. I miss you so much. Uh, so, <sighs> thank you so much for listening to our special two-year anniversary of the Last Game Podcast. Two years. Two Who would have thought we lasted this long? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, for another two years. Yeah. <laughs> That's selling ourselves short. For another two, three, four. Another two thousand years. Yeah. yeah, sure. We're eternal. The podcast that will live a thousand years. Hopefully, uh, yeah. or at least a thousand episodes. There I'm fine. Go. A thousand yeah. years. Oh, got a thousand episodes. I'll, Jesus, I'll, I'll, I'll be so bored of myself. <laughs> Joe Rogan hit a thousand plus episodes like last year. Rooster Teeth just hit podcast five hundred, and they've been doing it for ten years. You know, how, yeah, they don't do it as frequent. They so. do it once a week. They've <laughs> not missed a single week. That's their Jeez. entire once life. a week. They have never ever not been. On on Monday. So our ten year our ten year, my bad. My hundred our hundredth episode is also coming along the way. Yeah. It's in the pipe works right now. And unfortunately it's gonna come during one of the worst slumps. Yeah. Well is that is that post 
oh, summer nothing to watch are we gonna review the spy who dumped me boys sure <laughs> why not oh I is anyone going to review Mamma Mia? I don't think so. There's another Mamma Mia? Yeah. Yes. It's Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Called? Yeah, it's literally called Here We Go Again. <laughs> uh, I guess part three is called My My. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay, wait, wait. Mission Impossible is along the way. That is. Yeah. So uh, t- stay tuned for another Last King episode. I have been Eccentric Tom. <laughs> this has been Mr. Toffee. This is Dr. Shafiq. Everybody, thank you so much. Two years. Hey, it's Mr. Toffee, and this is the two-year anniversary of our Lasting Podcast. Our Lasting Podcast? <laughs> last King. The Lasting Last King Podcast. <laughs> the Lasting Last King <laughs> Podcast. Hey, it's Mr. Toffee here, and this is the Last King two-year anniversary <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to the second-year anniversary episode of the Last King Podcast. Who are you? This is Mr. Toffee, duh. Come on. You've been listening to us for like two fucking years. Come on, man. You should know this shit by now. I like how he's like, remember, just say, hey, it's Mr. Toffee. Welcome to a two-year anniversary. But I told and you. And he skips his introduction <laughs> because he's afraid he'll say Mr. Coffee. He goes, welcome to a two-year anniversary. All right. Let's try again. Okay. No, no. We're, we're, we can just cut straight. No. No. Do this properly. Come on. All right. Three, two, one, go. Hey, this is Mr. Toffee, and this is the second. God <laughs> damn it! See, that's what happens. <laughs> All right, Shavik, please do it. Put us out of our misery. You do it, do it, just do it. Count me in. Go. <laughs> <laughs>